This summer, L.L. Bean invites you to simply step outside and enjoy the fresh air and sunshine. We'll be your guide with tips and advice to get more out of every moment outdoors. Here's one. Next time you go camping, add some zip to the zippers on your tent by rubbing them with wax. Goodbye, noisy, sticky zippers. Hello, smooth pulling gear. For more fun ideas, easy how-tos, and inspiring stories, visit llbean.com guide. Anwar Mamon is an award-winning executive producer with over 20 years' experience in TV production who has filmed in some of the most remote locations on the planet, pushing the boundaries of technology to bring viewers closer to nature and our planet than ever before. And Ben Wallace has made films all over the world for prestigious outlets such as the BBC, Disney Nature, Netflix, Discovery, and PBS. Anwar and Ben are part of Wildstar Films and the team behind National Geographic's new series, America's National Parks, premiering on the National Geographic Channel and on Disney+. I'm Jason Epperson, and this is the America's National Parks podcast. Anwar and Ben, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Nice to be here. Thank you, Jason. Nice to be here. So I'd like to start by talking about... Um, sort of one of the things that has stuck with me about these types of documentaries over the years is that, you know, sometimes there's an attempt to be a Hollywood blockbuster to sort of follow animals and watch them hunt and mate in a really intense way. And sometimes when it comes to national parks, there is a challenge that I think a lot of filmmakers have where they sort of miss the more sensitive side. Uh, they miss the sort of more natural side in an effort to sort of keep it exciting. You all sort of take the tack of making the very best version of that, I think, where we see all of that. We, we sort of we see animals out on the hunt. We see lots of mating rituals and and we see them in their environments, but we see so much sensitivity, uh, so much of, I think, like a reflective humanity. Um, for instance, I'm thinking of the Javelinas mourning the death uh, of their kin. So I'm wondering uh, off the bat here, how do you sort of think through finding those new ways to talk about animals in nature? How do you sort of approach the creative process of saying, this is the story we want to tell. I think it's interesting, Jason, when you mentioned Havelina, because that's exactly the story and species I was envisaging as you were talking about, you know, having a more emotional storyline. And Ben was much more involved in the filming, so I'll let him uh, tackle the whole story selection process. But I think it's just worth saying that America's National Parks for us was this opportunity to do a very comprehensive deep dive into what makes America's National Park special. And it's not just about the wildlife, it's about landscapes, it's about culture, it's a little bit about history, it's a little bit about people. But what it means from a story point of view is that everything was on the table in the edits. Every story was there and we really wanted to get an emotional connection through all these different elements to really reveal the character of each national park. Um, and I think, Ben, I'm sure you agree, like with Javelinas, that was a key emotional moment to capture for Grand Canyon. 
It was, as Anwar says, Jason, it was so interesting that you came to that with the first question, because when I started working on this series, America's National Parks, the parks themselves were, were the heroes. Being able to do one episode on each park meant we could do a deep dive into the park and get to, get to know it and spend time there. And through being able to do that, it gave us access to the stories, as you say, that um, some big natural history stories wouldn't tell because it's not necessarily blockbuster enough. But they were, sto- they were animals that were, were key to the park and had emotional drive, as you say. So I'm super pleased you're seeing, seeing the difference because certainly it's, it's been very different from any other series I've worked on in, in that it is much more emotive and much more about the grandeur of the parks and all the animals that live there, no matter how big or small you are. If I could just add as well, we have to kind of, um, you know, tip our hat to the field crew who capture these moments in the first place. We don't know what's going to happen when we follow uh, an animal species, obviously. And it's on some shows you might stop rolling when some certain story beats happen. But credit to Ben, the producers, and the the field directors and the camera operators, they came back with some amazing emotional stories because this series had a different remit. And I think part of that is also our our amazing time with Garth Brooks, who is not just the top selling US solo artist in history, he's also an incredibly amazing emotional storyteller. And I think he opens up our ability to be able to tell those stories as well. There's an excellent moment that I'm thinking of in the in the Yosemite episode where you've you've got the camera locked on to uh, an owl. Your your eye as as the viewer is on this owl, and you you hear Garth say that he's not alone. And there's just this wonderful focus pull to another owl on a tree that's you know maybe 20 feet away, and it's such more of a of a cinematic way of filming animals in the wild than sort of a documentarian way. You sort of do this great blend of of really drawing us in emotionally. I had, there were many times where I had sort of like these intense uh, heartbeats, you know, I'm, I'm the, the praying mantis. I, I know, I know how a praying mantis mates, right? You know, I know the story behind that, but seeing that so up close and personal is, is really moving and powerful. Thank you for saying it again. Yes, I mean a lot of a, a lot of a lot of work went into um, c- um, carving those stories out and trying to concentrate, as you say, on the emotional aspect of it. I mean, being able to be in one place with all with a, with a lot of time it was definitely different from other series that I worked on because not only do the parks come out and the animals, but actually the people who are working there with us connect as well. So those, so they have time to film the developing of the owls. They have time to spend with the with the praying mantis, and it just all that blend along with the storytelling we do back here, and the role that Garth brought means that um, those those stories are, I think, are, are much better, less sensational, but more emotively driven. I'm also seeing a lot of the animals uh, of these parks in a really intimate way, it's sort of like super, almost macro close-ups and i feel like you know, I, I know anwar you you have a, a background in sort of pushing the boundaries of of remote camera traps and drones and and finding new ways to sort of uh get at these stories so can you talk a little bit about the technology 
that's available today for filmmakers like you and and how you implement that into this production well we're living in you know the most amazing probably a golden era for wildlife filmmaking in terms of technology and and how it's really impacted what we can do and i guess how we can tell stories is the important thing you know technology is fine but it's got to be relevant to the story and i think that's something that the team did incredibly well on on america's national parks they married the technology and the approach with the story they were trying to tell but i think when you look across the series we've got five that are being released now we're actually in production with another five so there's 10 total the other five come out next year we we we've had the, also the ability to break out every toy every new thing to create things of our own as as ben was saying earlier we also had the benefit of time time in the field is the thing that matters most in wildlife filmmaking and so the fact that on the grand canyon episode we could have remote cameras out for a long time many months trying to capture the ghost cat the mountain lion to get some beautiful shots of it in the landscape you know those are all things that are that marriage between old school field technique which is really important from our operators and our teams and new technology um and i, I you know i don't know ben if you want to pick up on any other examples of where you feel like the, the series really kind of made that marriage as well. Yes, you, you, you mentioned Yosemite, Jason, and, the, and this, this goes back to, again, us being able to sit in the parks and, um, and see which stories we can really bring out. The, the, the thing I loved about Yosemite is that you can very easily go there. You know, it's a big, famous park. It's full of big creatures. But we were keen to also tell the small stories. So there's that lovely story of the Sierra Nevada Newt um, possibly Yosemite's smallest creature going on this extraordinary two-mile journey, which doesn't sound a lot to a human, but it's a lot when you're inches long. And um, it was it was knowing that that was immediately, to me, a very emotional story. And then, as you say, digging into, into technology to be able to tell it. Um, and so, so some of those stories like that are planned. There are other macro stories, like the one we filmed, which comes out next year, or yeah, later on this year in the, in the back five, where we were just, we were filming... Um, the forest floor with a macro lens it sounds really as if you should, you know innocuous things to be doing but we were just from what we call gvs on a very new macro lens and all of a sudden as we're panning across we we, we found a carnivorous plant with an ant inside it who knew they were living in alaska and it's that moment where you have the adaptability and the time and the experience to go that's a brilliant story no one's going to expect us to film a carnivorous plant in alaska so it's a mixture. It's a lovely marriage, as Anwar says, of, of experience with storytelling, bravery to know that these stories will work, and then marriaging that with the extraordinary technologies that we now have. And and for me as well, you know, we talk about ta- technology from the wildlife point of view, but again, America's National Parks is a unique series. It is a landscape series. It's a people series. It's a wildlife series. That means that we do have the opportunity to use more kit more technology more techniques than most regular series out there and i think that one of the things that comes across really well is is the way that we've used certain aerials we've used certain time lapses we've used motion control time lapses um, to really bring the landscapes alive and i I hope that each 10 episodes which is the big challenge but each of the 10 episodes does feel very different that we wanted to give each one a, a real distinct character 
they do feel like their own films individually. And I, I did. I loved in in Yosemite where we're seeing the seasons change. You have sort of perfect lined up wipes of winter into spring, and you're not using the same storytelling. You're not using the same tricks in the different episodes. You're using what works for for that place. The Grand Canyon is is a place where I haven't seen a lot personally about the the wildlife, and you're taking us into a rattlesnake den to see them, you know, huddling up for the winter with these, I mean, I, you're, you're the, the pixels are so close on their scales. It's, it's really an incredible thing. And even my wife is terrified of snakes and she was, she was just really amazed by, by some of those, those shots. I think from being from this side of the pond and having done a lot of filming in America, we often come back to the conclusion that actually the diversity of America and particularly its national parks is staggering. So being able to, and very early on in the series, we didn't want just to film the, the the big parks that everyone knows about, but also to do a big balance, not only a geographical one that would show, as you say, the amazing diversity, but also the the, the famous and the, and, the, and the less famous. And as a result, that's where the diversity comes from. You know, we, we filmed everything from mighty snowy mountains to boring deserts and grasslands to coral reefs, which is kind of, which is an amazing diversity and leads us to be able to tell um, amazing stories but ultimately come back to the fact that in the series and why the series is different is, is because it's the parks that are the heroes. And that's what I'm most proud of. I had the, um, the distinct pleasure of being across the edits with Ben and other series producer Miles. And um, what always struck me was actually the parks, or well, the iconic parks, almost victims of their own success in the sense of, oh, I know Grand Canyon. That's that big, big, amazing, epic, whole canyon thing over there you know that chasm and actually you watch the episode and it's got things in that you would never imagine like the kaibab forest plateau and squirrels and all these areas and i think each park has that in common because the the amazing thing about america's national parks is that they are accessible you can you know most people if they have a national park near them will be able to you know hopefully access them by bus or by car or you know you don't have to be able to walk far to get to a certain viewpoint national park service has done a great job but what that means is most people see five percent of a of a national park and there's 95 percent out there and we were lucky enough to be able to spend the time to show that other side and i think even the iconic parks are full of big surprises We'll be back in a moment, but first, a quick break for a message from our favorite place to search for the best campground for your national park adventures, Campendium. Campendium lists virtually every campground in North America and every type of campsite you can imagine. From remote backcountry tent sites to RV parks with water slides and pickleball courts, you can search by price, including free or by cell service, elevation, whether pets are allowed. Dozens of different search filters will bring you detailed user reviews so you can find the best campsite for your trip. Campendium is free at campendium.com or on the app, and you can upgrade to a RoadPass Pro membership to unlock an ad-free experience with more detailed cell service reports, public land map overlays, trail maps, and more. A RoadPass Pro membership also includes other premium apps like Togo RV and Road Trippers. Visit Campendium.com or download the app today and save $10 off a RoadPass Pro membership with code RVMILES. 
X. Well, you, it is great that you're able to focus on a single park in, in each episode. It really allows us to sort of experience that place fully. And and part of that, as you mentioned, is Garth Brooks, um, who I, I'm kind of shocked that he hasn't done more narration in the past. It's quite a, quite a get for you because he does has have such a, a, a unique, well-known voice, but he's also just really good at at narrating and it's combined with a script that is quite phenomenal in some spots so there's this moment at the end of the yosemite episode where sort of the narrator and the script combine with this with this wonderful wonderful phrase time capsules to a vivid past and a blank canvas for a bountiful future which i think really sums up the national park idea so well and they're having a voice like that be able to uh put uh the emotion behind lines like that is is sort of an incredible thing. So what was it like to to work with Garth Brooks and how did how did you even pull that off? I think we have to give credit to uh, National Geographic and particularly Janet Hanvissering, SVP of Development and Programming at National Geographic, who's a, a creative powerhouse. And um, I think she'd always envisaged Garth on one of these kind of shows and luckily for us put us together and i think as soon as we did the very first record well i would say as soon as garth walked in the room you know garth it's garth brooks but when he walks in the room i mean he's just so humble he is collaborative he you know he is just so open and he was so enthusiastic about the series He'd watched the shows before he got to the voice call, but obviously he's an exec producer, so he had some in, uh, input there. And he brought all that enthusiasm to the record. And I think actually Ben and I have been doing some of the uh, final mixes, some of the, the dub records for the, for the next shows. And I think, Ben, even you said yesterday, I love it when I can hear Garth is smiling when he's delivering a line. And you can hear those bits of emotion and as soon as he did, he did the he did Yosemite first. As soon as he did the opening line to Yosemite, we all just went. And Janet was there as well. I remember we all just looked at each other and went, "This is it. This is amazing." He is really connecting us to the places and to the viewer. And that you can't ask for anything more from a narrator. Yeah, it, it, for for those of us that that know his voice well, it's such a, a comfortable thing to be able to sort of hear the voice of, of someone that you know well and it's it's like having a you know a close friend guide you through these episodes it's really it's really quite special and so that line really i think speaks to the uh the idea of america's national parks and sort of the um the this grand history that that they have this sort of we like to call it, you know, America's best idea over here, thanks to Ken Burns. But uh, I, I think it is an idea that has sort of spread quite a bit around the world. And um, you, you talked a little bit about how national parks are sort of a victim of their own success in ways. And, and we're seeing in some of the, the shots here, like the like the newt walking across the road or the cubs trying to cross the road in Yosemite and, and talking about how 13 bears a year uh, – die in Yosemite because of uh, they're hit by vehicles. What, what are your thoughts on, um, you know, the, the current state of national parks and, uh, you know, just throughout your experience in filming this, um, 
in this moment that America's national parks are seeing just record numbers of, of visitation, uh, you know, what was the experience like filming in these places with all that going on in, in sort of this moment for national parks? It was interesting filming it at such a time in our in our history as well. We can't really not avoid this conversation talking about COVID, for example, and the way that people are going on. Um, but actually, I think that was that we've talked this evening about a lot, of, a lot of sweet spots, and I think in many ways we filmed in a in a sweet spot whereby the the power of the national parks as as places, not just for the conservation of nature or for our mental health benefits, really came to the fore. So, from a personal level. Um, what we saw was an incredible dedication from the from the rangers, um, um, and, and an understanding of the importance of what those vis- visitors bring, because they they it not only um, there's two messages not only helps to conserve nature but also the, the visitors walk away with an added and better experience of that. So actually, I I felt as a, as I say from a personal point of view that um, there was a balance to be brought for sure, but it was something that um, was very high on the priorities of those rangers and the people that work in the parks, not only to protect the parks themselves as a, um, a stable for what they might help us in the future, but also to make sure that the welfare of the animals and the welfare of the visitors are balanced. I just think um, Ben's point about COVID, I just think it's worth saying as well, something for me was that COVID meant that we ended up using a lot more in-country talent, a lot more American crew, and actually, I think that shows in a lot of the footage we got. A lot of the operators are filming in their own backyards. These national parks are their homes, their landscapes. And um, I think that love or that appreciation translates to how they filmed things. And um, I just think it's also worth saying, just on the point about vic- you know the, the parks being victims of their own success, I do think it's probably one of America's, if not America's best um idea because to have the foresight to protect these large areas that long ago and to keep them protected is very special i i I would hope that the series if it does anything inspires people to to hopefully recognize that and respect it but also look at what we know now about how the world works about how ecosystems work and how it's great that these areas are protected but they're not islands what you do in your own backyard can affect the national park down the road, can affect the national park 200 miles away. And we touch on that with some of the stories that we feature in the show, like, for instance, in um, Big Bend National Park and um, the Mexican long-nosed bat, which goes on this incredible migration just to this one national park. Obviously, anything that happens to that bat on its journey will impact the national park. And it's this symbiotic relationship that I think the national parks have with America as a whole, that I, I'd love people to walk away from uh, getting from the show. I was going to say my last point is, well, and you alluded to this at the very beginning, Jason, but it would have been very easy for us to, to make a, a straightforward natural history show. But when Parks very lucky landed, landed with us, it, as Anwar says, it was such an opportunity to make location-based films, which is a really rare thing that we get to do. And from that, it, again, it gave, us the, it gave us the opportunity not just to show the important the role that humanity has to play in these parks, but what the role that parks have played in the past, as well as more importantly, the role they're going to play in our very future. So we want people not just to get a visitor experience, but also to realise, you know, parks are parks are in the heart. 
So they've also got an incredible role to play in all our futures. America's National Parks is an immersive deep dive into the grandeur and beauty of the treasured landscapes that make up our collective national jewels. It's available now on Disney+. This episode of America's National Parks was hosted by me, Jason Epperson, with my guests, Anwar Mammon and Ben Wallace. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Just search National Park Podcast. You can also join our America's National Parks Facebook group. And if you're interested in RV travel, check out RVMiles.com or find us at the RV Miles Podcast. You can also follow Abigail and me as we travel the country with our three boys all over social media as our wandering family. Today's show was sponsored by L.L. Bean. Follow the hashtag BeAnOutsider and visit LLBean.com to find great gear for exploring the national parks. And by Campendium. Find listings and reviews for thousands of campsites for your next national park adventure at Campendium.com. <laughs>